Hey, this is Michael Clark with Kill Procrastination. Um, I got a special guest for you guys, Blake O'Neill. I've been promising you guys him for a week now, man. But I want to let you guys know this is a very, very busy man, and you guys are going to learn so much from him. Um, his motivation, his dedication, his, his uh, dedication to his schoolwork, life, man, everything. Um, I met Blake in the military, so it was Sergeant O'Neill when he first got out. Um, he was one of the first persons I met when I was stationed out in Germany. We had a lot of good times, man. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves. Um, we were also deployed out in Afghanistan. So he was definitely down there with the fight with me. Um, I, I want you guys to get this man respect because I always gave him that respect. He was promoted before me. So I want to let you guys know I did give him respect if you are in the army. Because I know how that situation goes, man. You, your friend gets promoted before you. You don't want to give him that same love, but, you know, I always kept it professional. And I'm glad we're still friends. I'm glad we're still keeping in touch, even after uh, the military. And so without further ado, I want to go ahead and let Blake uh, take the wheel and go ahead and give an a introduction about his life and what's going on with him. All right. Thanks, thank Sergeant Clark. Uh, I'm from Salinas, California, a.k.a. the Salad Bowl. Where 90% of the lettuce in the world comes from. 31 years old now. Had about 10 years in the military from 17 to 27 years old. Now, I've been out for four years, you know, getting acclimated, you know, civilian life. Living the dream. That's what I'm talking about, bro. And, um, we're going we're gonna to jump right into it, bro. First question, man. Um, I, I think we talked we talked off the air about this question, and I'm sure you're going to give a, um, a lot of insight on this. Why do you believe uh, education is so important, man? I believe education is very important because it lessens the challenges that you'll face in life. Uh, the more knowledge that you gain, the more opportunities will open up to you. Um, also, education, it helps you with your communication skills, your critical thinking skills, and it actually helps you identify skills that you may not know you had. Man, that's a great point, bro. That's a great point, and, and you put it so well. Um, people are going to ask me why I'm asking you this question. I need you guys to know. I need my listeners to know, man. He, uh, Blake O'Neill, he's working on his master's degree right now. Um, he has his bachelor's currently, and he did that within, I believe, two and a half years, bro. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're right. And uh, man, he's been he's been pushing through. So um, that goes into my next question: Is how far are you in your education journey? I know I gave a brief uh, description, but how far are you along with your master's degree? How long till you got to graduate and move forward? Well, I'm about to start my fourth class in my my Master of Business Administration program. It's the 11 course program. I'll be done in 12 months. Once I finish my master's, I'm contemplating I'm going into a PE program or obtaining a second master's. 
Man, I always, I always shake my head because that's a lot of that's a lot of schoolwork, man. And I know now in society, bro, um, a lot of people downplay uh, education. They try to say it's not as important. Um, I know trade schools are also important, but we we need people to to go through the education system. We need people with master's degrees, doctor's degrees, because hey, we need a, a running society, man. So uh, my hand, my hands are up to you, man. It's it's like. I'm happy you're going through it. I'm happy you're pushing through it and you're not um, listening to everybody else, basically, because like I said, you got people who's, who just bashing school and don't want to go back. So um, what I want to say is, and I, I feel like the reason why they do that is one, because of the financial burden of it, right? A lot of these kids go straight into school, not knowing what they want to do, or they get a degree where it's not it makes no sense because it doesn't help them in the real world. And I know you, you work behind the scenes, you know, in a human resources uh, realm. And I don't know if you could speak about that, but how does, how important is that to pick the right education and, and, and to pick the right, uh, you know, program, you know, degree plan, instead of just jumping into school and not knowing what you want to do and get an art degree or, you know, something crazy like that. Can you explain that a little bit? Yes. Um, so it took me a, a long time to really think about what I wanted to do in life. I, I didn't complete college while I was in the military. And part of the reason why I joined the military was because I did not want to go to school. But I wanted to do something positive with my life. You know, learn, learn a trade, learn a job. Okay, okay. But, but later, later, you know, after I got out, I realized that education is really important. It is because, you know, it opens up doors, you know, for you um, that might not be opened up, you know, if you don't have the required piece of paper, you know, to show, you know, that you had, you know, the discipline to create or to, to be able to finish something. That's a great point. So what's what's your viewpoint on on like I said, individuals who they say like like you said, you weren't ready to go to college and you didn't want to at the time, but then you finally figured out what you wanted to do. What led you to that point? Because once again, we got um people who make those choices. I've made that choice where I just I just dived right into it and wasn't ready, didn't know what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? And and, and once again, you were in human resources. So how does that how just knowing what you want to do first prior to getting out, like you have to have that plan. And we've talked a lot offline about it. Like you have to have that plan. How important is that plan? Well, that plan is very important. So you don't waste time. Uh, it can take, so just think about it like this. You know, if, if you don't have a plan, um, you might just, let's say, go to college, take a few classes. Well, you know, that might not be what you want to do. And then you try something else. You know, you go and you get a job. Well, you don't like that job. Well, I mean, if you keep bouncing around like that, you're going to waste a lot of time. Man, yep. <laughs> That's me. You just described my situation, bro. And um, this next question, bro, I want to segue um, into something a little different, but still on topic. So I know you got out of the military. Once again, this is for my anybody who's uh, was in the military, 
got out, no matter what Air Force, Army, Coast Guard, whatever, and they got out of the military, they have disabilities, um, or they had any issues, you know, I'm not even saying just disabilities, you know, why do you think that veterans as a whole, you know what I'm saying, have such a problem, you know, in the education system? Sometimes it's very difficult um, for veterans to to be a civilian again because they might have been in the military, you know, their whole adult lives, you know, just like I was. And, you know, they might have things that, that hinder them, you know, as far as, you know, possible disabilities that they might have. They might have um, trouble concentrating um, you know, mental issues, you know, possibly, um, you know, medical appointments, you know, that they have to go through, stress, uh, financial problems, you know, there are many reasons. Yeah, that, those are, those are great points, man. Those are valid points because, um, I know when I got out of the military here, um, at Fort Bliss, I went straight to community college. And one of the issues that I had, and I think this is why I'm going to have to stay online. <laughs> I'm just going to have to is, uh, I think the first day I went to, and I went full time. I went to every last one of my classes and what, it, it was just, it was loud. It was a lot of stuff going on. It was a lot of uh, stuff that I just didn't know. And you know, in the army, everything's in order. You know what time you got to be somewhere. Everybody's, you know, in a, in a right spot. Everything is like a certain way, dress, right dress. And when I'm going into class, man, everybody's coming in late. The, te- the professor's coming in late. I don't know what I'm working on that particular day because they're not sticking to the uh, to the curriculum, you know, or the syllabus. I mean, it was just it was just too much, man. Just too much to process, and I think it, it made it very, very difficult for me. But now I do know some veterans on the other side that I mean, they're making it work for them. They're they're not making any excuses. They're going through it, and, and you know, I commend them for it. But that was always my problem, bro. So um, I hear you on that part. And so I want to go to the next question. So um, what's your plan after school? I think we discussed it, but um, I, I can't really remember if we did or not. But can you go over your plan like after school or if you're still in the process of trying to break that plan down? Yeah, so basically my, my goal, one of my big goals is to buy a house. And that's something that I'm going to do in the near future. Um, you know, I would also like to work for myself. You know, that's that's the ultimate goal, to work for myself. Um, I've been looking at things about possibly being a day trader in the stock market. Um, you know, to start off with something like that. Man, okay, okay. Uh, what's making you want to uh, lean towards the day trading? I've been doing a lot of research and I've had a lot of success in the stock market. I believe if I dedicated more time to it, you know, I can make leaps and bounds. I like that dedication, man. Uh, yeah, dedication is going to get you wherever you need to go. So for my listeners, man, hear what he's saying and, and understand we could do whatever we want to do if we put the time in. So I just, I just like what you're saying, man. Like, you're, you're not rushing it. You know what I'm saying? Some people could say, hey, I just made it to 30, and I'm not where I want to be, and I, I got to have it now. Like, 
what I'm getting from you, man, is the calmness. Uh, you're not living in this microwave society, and you're just you're just letting things come to you. And that's that's man, I'm telling you, that's, I like it because I'm always on ten, bro. Like since I came out the army, I have not changed. I'm still on ten, and I'm trying to bring it down. And I know it's a lot of other people on ten, so um, we definitely can learn a lot from uh, Mr. O'Neill and understand. Look. Take your time, slow down, develop that plan, and uh, get that dedication right. So, I want to go ahead and transition over to our um, the meat and potatoes of kill procrastination. And on this show, we just we focus on financial literacy, um, things we things that we didn't know when we were younger, how we you know how we change as a society as an individual. So, if you could talk about your financial journey. Um, that would be great. And when I say financial journey, I mean from the first job you had to where you currently are, how you maintained your money, how you, um, you know, how did you earn wealth? If you earn, if you're earning wealth at this, at this time, like, I just want you to put that into, um, into this question. All right. So it all started when I was 16 years old. Uh, my first job was at Long's. Long's Drugs, which is now CBS. And I worked as a stalker. Um, I think I received $6.75 an hour. Uh, I made that job for about six months. And then I moved on to McDonald's um, when I was 17 years old. And I worked for McDonald's. And during that time, I wasn't doing too good in high school. This was in my junior year. So... What I did is I took my GED. So I got my GED. I worked full time. And I got tired of it. You know, I got tired of um, working at McDonald's. You know, it was, I mean, hard work. It really is. You know, working down at the bottom. I mean, it's not easy. So, you know, that's when I decided, you know, I wanted to be in the military and follow in the footsteps of of other role models, you know, like my grandfather, you know, who was in previously, you know, so I, I went in the military at 17 years old and, you know, got to go to great places like South Korea, Qatar, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, Germany, you know, went to Afghanistan while I was there, you know, also went to um, Fort Jackson, South Carolina. You know, at the Drill Sergeant Academy, you know, where my last duty station was, my career ended. You know, so I went to all those amazing places, you know, got to see the whole world, you know, travel to different continents. You know, I thought it was amazing. It was an amazing journey. That's what I'm talking but, about, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But, um, you know, as far as... Um, you know, starting from my first job, you know, I, I never really um, was taught, you know, how to manage, you know, money. You know, I was given, you know, some recommendations, you know, but it, it's very hard when you're young, you know, to, to put some money away, you know, when, when you really don't have that much money. You know, I, you know, I grew up, you know, without much money in the household. So I was actually using some of that money to help out with uh, the bills and food. 
Um, you know, then, then I went into the military where everything's taken care of for you. You know, your housing, your food, you don't have to pay utilities. So, you know, all of that money that I earned in the military, you know, I spent it. I spent every single penny, you know, that I earned in the military, except for the $10 I had in my bank account when I got out. $10. That's, that's how much I had when I got out of the military after 10 years. And, you know, I was living with my grandparents, you know, when I got out of the military for a year. You know, I didn't have a, a job, you know, at the start of it. I had not started college. I did not have a driver's license or a car. And this was four years ago. You know, now, uh, within the period of four years, I'm almost halfway through my master's degree. I have a career. I have, you know, two cars now. And, you know, I'm working very hard to maintain all of that. Anything's possible. Man, that was powerful, bro. That was powerful. And um, I think a lot of people are going to relate to that story. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's real. Because what I've noticed is everybody puts on social media the, the highlights, bro. The highlights, the highlights. And for you to tell us that story, man, that's that's going to help that next 16-year-old kid, man, that's doing the exact same thing, trying to help the family, man. Um, that's going to help the next person that's in the military going to go out and buy that brand new car and they're like man I, I want to leave the military with something that story is going to resonate I, I, I truly believe it bro because it just did it did for me it really did man and I want to go into the um, my next question because you work so many odd jobs man like you said you did you worked at McDonald's um, I mean you said that was a hard you know that was hard work it was manual labor man and I just want you to speak briefly on man. Not, not, I'm not even gonna use the word that we put in, that we, we use the shame. I don't even want to say a shame, bro. Like, why are you uh, able to work multiple jobs? Um, why are you able to work, you know, those type of jobs and 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 not have it like I guess hurt your ego? Because you know how some people are. They're like, well, I would never work at McDonald's, or I would never do this, I would never do that. Like, for me personally. If it's if I'm gonna go make money, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go make it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I have no shame in working from the bottom and moving up. And I, I think that's what I'm getting from you as well. So if you could answer that question for us, like, you know, how can you do this and, and and not worry about what other people think about you? Well, you have to start somewhere. You know, everybody has to start somewhere. I mean, if if that's at the bottom, so be it. Um. You know, it's it's not it's not easy, you know, but it's it's legitimate, you know, and it's legal. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you earned your money, and you you earned it. Exactly, exactly. This it's plain and simple. It's just like that. Um, I, I I want people to have that hit them, hit their soul, their spirit, you know, and understand that. Look, man. If you're sitting on that couch right now, you're not doing anything, and the only job open right now is McDonald's, because right now everybody's saying, you know, there's, there's a high unemployment rate, right? Right now, people are collecting unemployment checks, but right now there's jobs are opening, but they're just not the jobs we like. 
know what I'm saying? You're not going to be able to get that cushy desk job off rip. And whether it's at the bottom, so be it. If it's not, hey, look, just put put the time in, put the work in. Same thing um, Mr. O'Neill said, man, like, see where he was four years ago until now. You know, how he transitioned, how he moved his life. And he he's not letting that bother him. He's running his race, and he's in his lane, and he's not, you know, deviating from that lane. He's doing his own thing. And we all have to recognize that. So what I want to say in, 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 in saying that, we want to transition right into it. What separates you from someone else who complains about their situation? Uh, one thing about me is, you know, if I want something, I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm not going to give up. And... If I fail, that's okay. I'm going to try again. You never know unless you try. Also, everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. Everyone has the same 24 hours. You know, I, I hear a lot of people, you know, they say that they're, they're too busy to do something. You know, they say that they're busy. You know, a lot of people, you know, don't seem to focus you know on their professional growth it seems like in their mind you know the thing that they want to do is have fun and have fun with life you can still have fun and accomplish you know your goals man hey I like that everyone has the same 24 I told my audience before we started this you were going to say that at some point because you've said that to me many times. Like, we all have the same 24 hours. And if you're sitting at home and you, you've been wasting, you know, the first 12 hours, hey, just get up the next 12 hours and go do something. Go read a book. Do some sort of self-development and, um, you know, grow. Um, do something that's going to help your future. Don't just sit there on the couch and be like, oh, man, life's miserable. I can't get any. I can't get anywhere. Somebody has to hand me something. You know, we're not in the business of somebody just giving you something because it's, it's just not going to happen. It's unrealistic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, some people hit the jackpot. Some people get a trust, um, you know. But those those percentages are very, very high if you're going to get those things. So you got to get out and go do something. And, and I, I love that point. I really love that point. So what created this mentality to go so hard with school and work and in your life, like what created that transition from, like you said, when you were 16 years old through the military? I mean, you you were working hard, but your dedication to your finances, the dedication to you know really focus on your growth. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yes. So, I mean, what really got me into you know, the education piece, you know, was, um, you know, was reflecting back and remembering that, um, you know, I was, I was raised by, you know, a single parent who did not have a high school diploma, you know, and I, I saw, you know, how hard, um, you know, my parent had to work, you know, had to work very, very hard, you know, in order to, you know, make ends meet. And, I had the opportunity, you know, to get a free education, 
know, I, I had to make sacrifices, you know, by serving in the military, but I did not have to make, you know, any out-of-pocket payments, you know, to receive my education. And, you know, I took full advantage of that. And it might not be today or tomorrow, you know, that I see, you know, the great benefits, you know, from it, you know, in the job market, you know, but I've, I've learned many things. And um, education has really, you know, helped me you know, become more productive. It's also given me um, greater discipline. And it gave me a sense of accomplishment. Man. Yeah, man. I, I like that. I really do. I mean, showing your mentality and how you grew up with a single parent and, 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 and you know, seeing how that individual, you know, lived their life. And, you know, I, I just love how you, you pick things and you notice things. And that's what we have to do as a society. If you're at home and you notice, and I'm not saying you shouldn't love your parents. Look, look at what your parents' situation is. Is that where you want to be? Do you want to be further? Is your parents setting the right example? I mean, you can start from the house. Start from your home. You know, if, if that's not a good enough situation to learn something, go to your friend's house. See how their situation is. Um, I know the, the everyday excuse, and it, it's a valid one. It really is. I'm not going to downplay it but you know in the black community one of the biggest points is like look I walk outside my door I think Ice Cube said that I walk outside my door and, and you know what I see I see drug deals I see this I see that I don't see the doctors the lawyers the stockbrokers I don't see those things so if I don't see those things how can you fault me for for you know my reality but at some point in life we get to an age where we can understand like look this is this is not where I want to be. I see the outcome of this lifestyle or, you know, I see, you know, what happens with, you know, not being able to really provide for my household. Like I want to be able to do that. So I, I, I love your point on that. And I want to go into the, to, to your last, to the last question is uh, one of the last questions is what has been one of your biggest financial situations and, or your, your greatest financial uh, situation and when you when you discuss this question think about that 16 year old who's going through a situation and they just want that breakdown of you know have you made a mistake or or are you having nothing but wins you know what I'm saying yes so um I was about thirty thousand dollars in debt and that's credit card debt and um you know debt and collection. Um, you know, I've taken on additional jobs um, doing Uber, Lyft, and also Instacart. And, you know, I finally finished paying off you know, all of those debts well, two weeks ago. You know, finally, two oh, weeks ago. Congratulations, bro. You know, a lot of people were... Um, you know, looking at me and wondering, like, you know, why, why I'm buying, you know, you know, a new car, you know, then I bought another one, you know, well, you know, I took the second job, you know, doing Uber and, you know, I've used that, you know, to make my car payments, 
you know, pay for gas and pay for insurance. Um, also, you know, to pay off, you know, the debts that I had. I bought a second car. Um, I rented it out, you know, on Turo. You know, so that paid for itself. So, you know, I think I made, you know, some decent choices, you know, even though uh, people didn't really believe in me and try to tell me, you know, what I should and shouldn't do. Bro, that that's that right there, that last question I just asked you right there is that was heavy. We gotta unpack that, bro. Just we gotta unpack that for a little bit. So you have 30 grand in debt. How long did it take you to, to pay that off? Like total? Three years. Three years? Wow. So when you what what made you want to pay it off? So I mean, I know you said some credit card debt. You had some other things in there. I mean, what what made you want to pay that off? I mean, because you could have paid minimum payments and kept moving. Like, what? Why'd you do that? Well, well, I looked at um, you know, making minimum payments, and it would it would take me about thirty years, you know, to pay for all of this. Um, you save a lot of money by actually, you know, paying as much as you can, and. What also helped me is I, I read this Dave Ramsey book of the Total Money Makeover. Oh my God! There it go. All right, yeah. all right. I'm with you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I read that book, and then um, what I did to start off with is I made the emergency fund of one thousand dollars. You know, so I put that in the emergency fund. Then, you know, I started the snowball effect. You know, I took care of you know the smallest debt first. Which, let's say it might have been $100. So I took care of that first. While making the minimum payments on everything else. You know, after that debt, you know, was cleared. You know, I got on the next debt. Then the next one. Then the next one. Until they were all done. Alright, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5... Four, three, two, one. All right, all right, bro. So I'm gonna go right into the next question. Um, I, I really love how do you uh, finish that last question we talked about. You know, your biggest financial situation, man. That was. I feel like people need to rewind that part over and over and over and understand. Like, look, you can get out of any situation. You know, with your mind focused and um, you know, just put your head down and get through it. Don't worry about what everything's going on. Don't worry about social media. Run your lane. You know what I'm saying? Stay in your lane. <laughs> Just deal with what you, what you got going on. So um, I want to wrap this all up and I want you to uh, take everything we've talked about, uh, Mr. O'Neill, into consideration. So when you answer this question, so what would a 30-year-old you tell a 20-year-old Blake O'Neill? If, if you could start over, if you could start over, with your finances, you know, because that's where we want to keep it at. Uh, what, what would you, what would you tell you, tell yourself? Honestly, I, I would have been a lot smarter, you know, with my money. Um, you know, I had a lot of fun in my twenties. Um, you know, and I was thinking at that time I was just going to stay in the military, you know, for twenty or thirty years. You know, and then you know everything's taken care of for you, so. You don't really necessarily think about saving money. 
Um, but that, that's definitely something I would have done. I would have started on my educational journey sooner. Um, I would not have gone out as much, you know, had as much fun. I would have traveled more. You know, there, there's many things I would have done. Um, but I, I don't regret it, though. We all learn from our mistakes. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely believe in that. I don't regret anything either, man. So, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I definitely would would at least put that in my ear. <laughs> definitely put that in my ear. Start school a little earlier. Uh, plan accordingly. You know, just put a little bit of money away. Just $100, $200 away. It didn't have to be too, nothing too crazy. But, you know, that's, that's just a great point, man. So um, I want to go right into the next one, man. And... and, and through everything you've answered, I know that nothing's always perfect, and we're gonna get right to the nitty gritty, man. Uh, what's been the hardest thing, the hardest thing during this transaction um, that you have to you, you've dealt with on your financial journey and your education journey? Because I know when I hear this, and anyone else that hears it, they're gonna know like this takes time. You're Ubering, you're doing Lyft, you're doing Instacart, you're working. You're, you're going to school like man I don't know if you have a social life bro so can you break that down in case somebody believes that and like I said also break that down and then also talk about the negativity of like how that affected anybody you've had in your life already well um, I will say this you know I'm a very busy person and um, you know I, I do work very hard and you know my my immediate family they support me fully they, they understand I mean they understand the journey they understand what I'm trying to do um, it does seem like you know a lot of um, so-called friends or acquaintances you know a lot of them you know try to throw shade at me because you know I'm not always down to hang out and drink with them you know and have a good time you know, or always hang out. You know, I'll hear, I'll hear things like this, like, oh, I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. You know, I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. And, you know, that happens sometimes. Um, you, know, you know, they'll hit me up and um, they'll see if I want to hang out. And I'm like, well, you know, I got homework to do. I got a paper I got to do. Or, you know, they'll ask me for money. Um, you know, they could borrow my car or something like that. You know, people just come out the woodwork I haven't spoken to in years. And, you know, I say no. And, you know, they, they think they're hurting me by saying they're not going to be friends with me anymore. Or they're not going to talk to me anymore. You know, block me from Facebook or Instagram, you know, block my number. And I see some of these people, you know, when I'm out and about, and, you know, they'll try to act, you know, like they're my friend again, you know, when they see me in person. But, you know, all this negativity, all of it happens over social media or through text. But, you know, not face to face. They show a different type of attitude towards me. Kind of weird. That's that's very weird, man. And you know what? So 
um, what I want to ask you is, I mean, is it because that's that's sad to me, man. It really is because you should be building someone up. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that, but I, I love uh, when someone's doing their own thing, man. Like, I mean, you can quote me on when I talk to you. I'm like, hey, man, congratulations. There's never a negativity in my uh, it's never a negativity vibe in my bone because I'm going to want to see you doing doing better. I mean, what's that going to do for me to say, hey, you can't hang out with me. I can't be your friend or you can't answer the call. I can't be your friend. Like that doesn't make sense to me. You should want people around you to progress and be better because you want your circle to be better. If if you're in your your particular circle, why are you going to be upset? Because I'm not doing, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, that's sad, man. So is it, do you believe all of this is worth it? I mean, does it suck that you're, you're dealing with this? I mean, is this, is this worth it to you? Uh, it's definitely worth it to me, you know, to be honest, it is, um, you know, you know, some people call me selfish, you know, because, I, I, have, I have goals and, you know, ambitions, you know, that I want to achieve and I'm making it happen. And, you know, all of these people, um, you know, they're, they don't have, you know, that way of thinking, let's, let's say. Um, but, so, you know, I look at myself and I should also surround myself, you know, with people who are more motivated, you know, themselves. Man, and, and, and that's how we're going to wrap it off, man. I, that last piece wraps this whole thing together and understand this. While you're going through your journey, I mean, these things are happening. And I, I really appreciate you giving us the real because not everybody's going to give the real. Like when I listen to podcasts, it never gets this real. We never get to those those haters per se. We never get to real life situations. So I appreciate you bringing your story, you know, on the podcast and, um, I want to go ahead and give. I first want to thank you for coming on. I want to do that on the record right now, man, and, and let you know that I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you telling me uh, your story, man. It was everything was great. Um, we had no bumps with this. I, I appreciate you taking your time out because, I, like I said, I know you're busy, very, very busy, man. And I, hey, I appreciate you being a friend, bro. I really do. So I just wanted to say that on air real quick for you, and then. Um, lastly, if you have your social media and, and how could people follow you, um, I want you to go ahead and plug that in if you can, bro. You still there, Blake? Yes, yes, I'm here. Oh, bet. Okay, so I just want you to go ahead and um, plug your social media in if you can. All right, no problem, no problem. Um, I'm going to hit and I'll make sure I put it into the show notes. Um, I'll get it from you. That's that's too easy. So uh, once again, like I said, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Uh, I appreciate everything getting done. So thank you very much again. Of course, anytime. All right, bro, I'm going to go ahead and end this. All right, let's see it. Boom. And...